0: TV podcast is back for another edition. Uh, welcome, welcome. And, uh, it's Brendan Parker, Ryan Dietrich, uh, coming to you from, uh, some hotel in uh, Buffalo and, uh, (laughs) room 409. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, I didn't want (laughs) to give away your deets there. Yeah, Yeah. Um, we got a good podcast today. Uh, a phenomenal chat with uh, assistant coach Mark Savard, who, as we know, uh, assistant coach, power play specialist, uh, but also had a phenomenal NHL career over 800 plus games, uh, Stanley Cup winner. His name is on the cup, and uh, I just has some great stories. So we tried to delve a little into the stories and uh, heard some heard some fun stuff. Oh, so good! I mean,
1: we obviously have to touch on some of the current events. We talk about the power play sure. that's been so much. Uh, Been done about that over the past few weeks because obviously the Flames do have a little bit of a different look offensively this year. But yeah, his career. I mean, there's uh, so, you know, for a guy who unfortunately had his career cut short due to concussion issues, that's been talked about a lot over the last few years. Uh, this is a guy that has such a rich history in the game. Uh, played with Wayne Gretzky in New York. Obviously a former Flames player as well. So much success with the Boston Bruins. Has his name on the Stanley Cup. Um, but the off-ice stuff too. I mean, he's such an infectious personality and uh, a really fascinating character too because not only is he just so easy to get along with and really meshes well in that Flames locker room, he just loves the game. It's infectious. It's really quite awesome.
0: He really does. And you can kind of see him like I, we ask him about you know home opener night yeah uh being back in calgary uh Saddle Dome probably hasn't felt like a change at all um but you could just see him like i remember on opening night thinking like like savvy's buzzing he's ready to go to yeah ride. and um <laughs> he probably wants to get back out there uh but but you know you can feel that and I, and i'm sure it's felt in the locker room um you know obviously the power play um three for three in terms of a goal in each game uh, yeah. we've heard every coach talk that you know i'm, I'm sure situationally like you you want to see you know, sometimes it's the timing of them. Um, but you can't argue with, with a power play goal in each game, um, so far to start that, that kind of feels like it's getting the job done right now. And, um, you know, as he kind of describes, Husk has allowed him to kind of take full control over the power play. He's an offensive guy with an offensive mind. And I think we're starting to see that. And as he, um, you know, there's still, you know, have some things to work on in terms of where guys fit and he'll describe some of that. But I, I think it's just interesting to kind of go inside maybe sort of how he's viewing things right now totally, and, uh, what it could look like moving forward. And one other thing before we get to the interview is, um, you know, Jerome McGillan always said uh he he and Alex Tongay were two of the best passers he ever played with. So Mark Savard, Alex Tonge. I thought that was pretty cool to hear um, Jerome McGinley, one of the greatest scorers in NHL history and one of the best in franchise history. Talk about uh, Savard in that way kind of gives you an appreciation of just how good of a disher he was. And we get a, we get a little glimpse of that in practice. He still chucks the sauce around a few times in practice, which I know he loves to do. He does. He's still very much
1: uh, a part of the, uh, the inner circle of the NHL uh, fraternity, which is great. I yeah. love it because he, and you know what, we, we've talked a lot about culture change in and around the flames locker room these days. I mean, he's just as much a part of that as any of the, yeah, the uh management um you know hierarchy changes that have undergone as well i mean he's he gets along so well with the players but maybe more importantly he he just has such a respect from them too a guy that you know he's their new offensive coordinator for this team but if players are looking up to a guy who is you know giving them instructions clearly they know he has the background and can speak from a place of you know authenticity so yeah it's cool because uh you know, to me, it's all about the personality and and everything like that. But yeah, the way that he uh, connects with the modern day player is really fascinating because he's, uh, he's been out of the game as a player for a little while now, but you wouldn't know it just based on our conversations with him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well said. And uh, without further ado, let's get to uh, Flames assistant coach and uh, longtime National Hockey Leaguer, Mark Savard. Well, the podcast is back and we uh, come to you from Buffalo. Uh, This glorious, uh, Buffalo Hotel Room. Uh, You've made a few trips (laughs) to Buffalo over the years, eh? A few memories coming into the city?
2: Oh, for sure. It's gotten a lot better, though. I remember my first couple years, the beds were on the floor, so at least we're elevated. (laughs) And uh, it's a little nicer situation,
0: for sure. Yeah, no question. Um, uh, Mark Savard, by the way, was with us, um, assistant coach for the Calgary Flames. Uh, Maybe before we kind of, we want to talk a little bit about your playing days and and some of the good stuff there, obviously, as a former Flame, too. But um, maybe present day, let's go right there first. Uh, The season's off and run. Him. What are you seeing? What are you feeling as you've integrated in in Calgary?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm feeling really good. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Uh, it's a bit of a work in progress, but you know, obviously, I'm I'm the offensive guy supposed to be in here, and uh, you know, we're seeing some results on the power play, which is nice, and and a lot of things we've been working on. I'm seeing a lot of it, so they're picking up on the details, which is only going to make us better uh you know I think our games have gotten better since one to three so far we, we've been better every game so I think that's what we're looking to do we're looking to improve every night but again I'm, I'm having a lot of fun the staff's great Husk has been great as a head coach uh just working with the other guys like Lambo and, and Barbs and and the, and the I'm gonna have to mention everybody Chips <laughs> and 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 Dotes and and then uh Cale McLean so we got a good group we're having some fun but again we're putting the work in and, and we're starting to see some results
1: this is like hyper specific to last night's game but me and Parks were as we're watching and, and when we were on the power play it seemed like Washington was super aggressive and how they were pressuring guys with the puck. When you're in the middle of a game like that what goes into the adjustments that you have to make to try and counter that and get your offense going.
2: See, we we try and be one step ahead, but we we knew they were going to be coming from watching their video already against Pittsburgh and and a couple preseason games. It looks like that's their new method. So we got to move pucks quick. That was a key last night, moving pucks quick, making sure the bumper is available. That's the guy in the middle trying to get pucks to him so he can move it and distribute pucks around. But again, that was the big thing. Anytime you have your back against them or or any pucks along the wall, they're coming. So we knew that going in, and I thought we did a pretty good job for the most part. We created some chances. The, The one thing I'm really happy with is our entries getting in the zone. We seem to be getting in the zone uh, you know most often than not so that's a good thing but again like you said yeah we were prepared for that Washington seems to be an all-out force team and we uh, you know we broke them down once nice shot from the point dube has got a good tip on it so you know we'll, we'll look to continue to try and pick up on those trends but again I was pretty uh, pleased with the for last night
0: Oh, it's good for dupes too, because I think it was like moments right before that, he was kind of looking skyward on the back door there. And you kind of love that when yeah, you get the, it. uh, yeah, when you, it's like, you know, that he was right in the right spot and then to get it back, that that's always gotta be good as a player too, right?
2: Yeah, it is. He, you know, he came to the bench in the first, he wasn't even celebrating the goal. He was apologizing to Rosie for the, for the back door tapping that he missed. Right. So, uh, but again, he turns around and stays at yeah. the net and something he works on every day, you know, since I've been here, he's, he's always on the ice working on that tip and, yeah. and those things pay off. So when you get a guy that works as hard as he does he's going to get results and and finally he was rewarded last night
0: your your power play is you got goals in three games which I'm sure you're pleased with but I know as a coaching staff you guys are always kind of like looking for a little bit more I mean where do you kind of stand on it through three games now it looked like that first power play in the third I think it looked like you guys were zipping it around pretty good had some pretty good looks uh you know what do you where do you kind of feel like it's at right now
2: well, the big thing for me, you know, is because I had, wasn't here last year and, and there's some new 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 faces too, is just finding out where everybody fits best. And, right. uh, you know, I, I thought early on, you know, maybe Matty Coronado, because he's our high, higher-skilled guy we have, to try him at net front. I'm not sure that's going to be something that sticks because he's such a good shooter, you know. So do we do we have another unit where he can fire the puck? Maybe that's something we'll look into here moving forward and put, put maybe a bigger body at the net because Raz right. is starting to shoot more, which I'm putting – you know putting in his head to get pucks at the net and and you know and i know no disrespect to maddie but he doesn't seem to be right at the net most of the time he's looking obviously he's a sniper he's looking to score but one thing he does well for that power play though is he hunts down pucks maddie digs them out and that's another thing we don't want to lose there so we'll we'll mix it around when we're trying to find the right bodies to go in the right positions but like you said three games in a row we get a goal uh you know if you ask me the power play's done its job in, in helping us trying to win hockey games
1: you're obviously an offensive player in your playing days so I'm assuming the transition to becoming an offensive style coach is sort of natural for you but when did the the bug or the itch start to come for you where you said you know I can start to maybe educate and mentor some of these up-and-coming offensive players at this level
2: well yeah I mean it, it started you know when I went back to junior you know you you want to have your touch on things and what kind of coach you're going to be and obviously I'm an offensive guy and and so uh, I really let my guys play on the, over the blue line, let them do their thing and just really, you know, have that uh, responsibility to get back, you know, track back. You can make plays. I'm not going to come down and yell at you every time that yeah. you turn one over, but you got to be honest and you got to get back. And, and then they start buying in and it's amazing. So, you know, Husk has given them a bit more freedom to do that as long as they're getting back and, and our deer staying up. It, it, it creates for a tough team to play against. So, But, I, you know, I'm working with guys, talking to guys, getting a feel you know and a lot of it's just making them feel good too right you got to keep their you know i know their confidence was a little broken from last season so sure. just working with them and making them feel good and talking to them and telling them they're close even if sometimes they're not just to <laughs> just to make them feel good is a big thing but uh hopefully we keep seeing results here as we move along
0: you i mean yeah you, since we've seen you around i mean obviously your energy level is always going uh yeah love that uh what's it like, what was it like being back home opener style i mean it's been a while for, uh you know to be there on the bench on opening night uh, yeah with
2: it was amazing you know uh, you know I can feel the the chills in the body and and uh, just getting out there and the crowd was electric and yeah it was a nice place to be back in uh, especially in Calgary with a lot of memories from from the past and uh, yeah it was a really special moment and to be able to win that game I know it wasn't our best game but yeah. you know they don't ask how sometimes and, and and we got the job done but it was uh, it was truly a great evening for myself and my family
0: yeah well what um when you look at um, at your days, playing days? I mean, now like Connie and Jerome, like there's obviously those ties. We talked about that when you started, but is it kind of how you envisioned it, you know, uh, you know, kind of coming back to the organization the way that it's set up with uh, former teammates like that?
2: It really is. It feels seamless, to be honest with you. You know, obviously playing with those guys, um, great humans, and, and we got along when we played and, and Connie kind of put the band back, to back together a little bit and, you know, it feels good, you know, and, and we'll be able to bounce stuff off each other. You know, I've been talking to Iggy a little bit here and especially in Penticton and when we first got back and I think he's taking more of my keys on my power play cause he's coaching. He's, he's <laughs> he wants more, more information all the time. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm able to help him out. He's able to help me out and same with Connie and, if Connie ever needs to step away and ask something, you know I, I get the odd text from her or, or, or talk. So you always feel feel important. But uh, you know Connie brings that energy; always has. And if I can keep up with that, I think I think I'll be doing a good job.
1: Yeah. Well, whether it was in Calgary, Boston, Atlanta, New York, I mean, you get, you got to to play in some pretty great markets as a player. That's got to be special. But when you look back on everything that you accomplished and being as productive as you were on the ice, what kind of sticks out in being some of your favorite memories and you know those moments you look back on and say you know i was in the nhl doing this that's pretty cool
2: yeah you, you know i i really enjoyed all my stops to be honest like you said uh, you know to start with the rangers and, and play with my idol wayne gretzky i mean and, and nothing beats that uh, to be able to hang out with him every day and and and, and just watch him and, and uh, the amount of attention he gets from everybody is is amazing and the way he handles himself so to start there was pretty special and then moved to Calgary, like you said. And then I had two kids in Calgary, which was another special moment. And, and obviously, hockey in Canada is amazing, and the fans were awesome. And then to move to Atlanta, kind of a lower market, but got to work on my golf game a lot and, yeah, uh, yeah. and really enjoy the the, <laughs> the weather. And, and uh, you know, it was a sneaky good market, though. You know, we, we had a lot of fun. We had some good hockey players with Heatley, Kovalchuk, Hosa, Kozlov. I mean, the names go on, so I had a lot of fun there. And then to move to Boston, I mean, the, who can say it's a – best winning city in in the history of sports, I think. And, and, you know, I, I I became a football fan in Atlanta, became a bigger one in, in, in uh, New England, obviously with the Patriots to watch the Sox. Um, And then for myself to become a Bruin and, you know, I, I know I got injured the year we won the cup, but, but still that's pretty special memory to win the cup. And, And obviously, I look back to that highlight goal when I was out for a couple months to come back in the playoffs and be able to score an overtime winner. When I had been dealing with a lot of stuff, uh, it really felt great inside. And obviously, I think my celebration uh, ruined me for the rest of the playoffs. I sallied a little too hard there and (laughs) I was out of energy. But uh, yeah, that's probably one of the biggest moments. But uh, again, I, I enjoyed every stop along the way.
0: You mentioned Gretzky. We had to pull this up. Yeah, uh, well, this this photo. I mean, it's like an iconic photo—the last game. <laughs> that is, and there you are, like like front and center, just all over Gretz in the middle. So, yeah, I, I Peter knew, Hanlon put us up to this. I think way, I knew what was
2: going on there. Uh, I snuck in there. I looked like a little baby. Hey, like it's it's a great picture, but it's a great memory for me, obviously, and have uh, it. And I don't know if I grabbed his arm and put it on my knee, but it looks it it looks, looks like I'm holding <laughs> like on tight. Did. I'm yeah. <laughs> holding on for the ride there. But uh, it looks mutual. Yeah, 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 that's a that's a pretty special picture. It's obviously up in my every game. Room or yeah. room, bar yeah. room I have and uh yeah, that's something that I'll never forget.
1: There are clearly and I mean you mentioned it in your previous answer, just an aura about Wayne Gretzky. I mean I don't even know how you put that yeah. into words, but what was <laughs> it, that
2: like? I mean, like you said, it's tough to put into words just being around him. And and like he had to tell me one time, Savvy, just you know, be yourself because you get so like, what do I say? sure or? you get caught in the elevator with him. You're like, geez, what do I we don't want it. anyway? <laughs> yeah. Just be yourself and 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 he brings that upon you so you feel a lot better. Uh, but you know, to be part of that last three games, I remember going in Ottawa, and he had, geez, he was down to just his skates on, and uh, getting curtain calls after curtain calls. No one left the building. Yeah, and that, that I think it was his third last game, it, it, or second last game. It was phenomenal. Then to play in that last game at, at Madison Square Garden, obviously every celebrity, actor, you know, obviously his wife, everybody was in town, and it was just uh, we had a, you know, unfortunately we had we had a, a celebration on at the um, the towers too, you know, uh, it was unbelievable, and that's where you met all the stars and everything. So, really special time uh, and something that I'll never forget. Uh,
0: when you when he's doing those final laps around MSG, like were you guys all? On the ice or on the bench, or where, how did that that work before that photo or after that photo?
2: So yeah, so in Ottawa, he was just kept going out. They kept yelling Grad, Ski and we're all in the room, and you could hear the whole building wow. yelling Grad, Ski. So he would go out in Ottawa by himself yeah. and do a lot. But it seemed like you know, first the shoulder pads are off the jersey, then the pants are off, and he had just the jersey <laughs> and, and, and underwear or whatever. And then yeah, but then in in New York, yeah, we were all staying on the ice as long as you can celebrating and, and yeah. just staying out of his way most part until that picture came i knew that was that was my cue <laughs> but uh besides that yeah just staying out of the way but enjoying every moment with them and uh you know the greatest player you know when i when i finished to ever play the game
0: uh we, we were talking like so gretzky obviously would be right up there you listed some in atlanta Who who's like the best like power play guy or guy like skill guy that you played with or got to send if send a couple passes over to Well, you know,
2: I was fortunate to play with a lot of good hockey players, but I got to say, you know, with – you know, when, when, you, when you pass to a guy, you know that if it's not in his wheelhouse, some guys can't shoot it. But uh, Ilya Kolbuchuk was pretty special. Like, I could put the puck anywhere, you know, front foot, back foot, off his ear. He would somehow <laughs> find a way to shoot it and put it in the net. So that was pretty special. But like I said, I, I was very fortunate with Heatley, Jerome here, Glenn Murray, Phil Kessel. I mean, I, I had a lot of great goal scorers on my wings, and, uh, you know, it attributed to a lot of success.
1: It's almost crazy to think that a guy like Kovalchuk, who played almost a thousand games in the NHL, but it still feels like, as hockey fans, we're almost robbed of it. Like, it's too bad he didn't stick around longer because of how skilled he was. I feel like there is a history behind this player, but maybe people don't fully appreciate just how good he was, but clearly you got to see that up close.
2: Yeah, I mean, I... Like in his prime, like I had him right up there with Ovi, you know, the, yeah. he was a game breaker and and not only I got some nice assists with him, but I got a lot of breakout assists just for passing it to him and he would go coast to coast. So he had that electricity about him and a game breaker that like I haven't seen. So, uh, you know, had he still been playing, like you said, he might be right up there with Ovi scoring goals still yeah. and um, he was a pretty special talent
0: uh when uh later this week later this trip we're gonna be uh heading back into the D- detroit area you're gonna but you, so now here you're gonna head up to windsor go check on the former club yeah
2: i'm excited uh so yeah we fly in after the columbus game and i'm gonna windsor plays on the saturday against saginaw so i'm gonna pop over in, in the old yeah. stomping grounds i got some gear for the fellas they've been bugging me a lot so oh, nice. i'm gonna bring them some flame stuff uh peter helped me out there so yeah, I'm going to pop over there. My wife's going to be up there. Uh, I got my best friend that, you know, from Windsor, we even know that, you know, I'm I'm from Peterborough. He lives in Windsor, which was great, and uh, a bit of family, and yeah, we're going to enjoy a night. Connie's going to come over. He wants to watch a couple of guys. Peter, I think, is jumping in, so it'll be a busy, fun uh, box, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to going back.
0: Is that, like, looking back on those couple of years there uh, as head coach, I mean, it's, it, 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 junior hockey has kind of a different feel to it in a lot of ways, but there's, so, there's like, a closeness that comes with it. I mean, is that, how much did you enjoy that? But. Yeah,
2: I, I mean, I really enjoyed it, uh, you know, working with the kids, uh, you know, working on my coaching style, What you know, what kind of coach I wanted to be, uh, you know, really relationship orientated, you know, make it, it was amazing, you know, that first season, I am just talking back to uh, coaching in Windsor, you know, we weren't supposed to do many things, you know, we weren't supposed to be, you know, just borderline make the playoffs. But I, I could really feel a connection with the group, uh, a real buy-in from each guy. And really, at the end of the day, I felt like they would go through a wall for me. And that was lines 1 through 4, you know, D right through 7th defenseman. You know, it, we found a way to make everybody feel important, and you know, for that, you know, I had Wyatt Johnson. I'm not gonna lie, the best. He was the best player in the Ontario Hockey League and the sure. CHL that year, for that matter. He was phenomenal. Um, but again, when they bought in like that, you know, it just shows you, you know, you you can be really good if you don't have the best team, if everybody's doing the, the right thing together. And we got to Game Seven against a team. I have to say this Hamilton that had McTavish and and they had a lot of, of real Winterton. They had a lot of really good hockey players. They had gone 14 straight wins um to end the season 14 straight to start the playoffs wins (laughs) and we took them to game seven so you know uh, it was pretty amazing so it was amazing run and uh too bad we fell that one game short but uh like i said it was a really nice getting back to junior and and giving back a bit but really working on my craft with with a bunch of great young individuals
1: how did that opportunity come about for you? Because obviously you had the assistant coaching job in St. Louis, but I assume you know eyes on a head coaching role was a priority for you. So, what was the maybe the focus for you in terms of uh, networking and getting that opportunity?
2: Yeah, that was exactly it. You know, I I I my hat goes off to you know Craig Brube for giving me that opportunity to come back to the NHL and coach in St. Louis and, and and work with that group. But as I continued on for that full season, I really you know thought you know I don't really want to be an assistant. Coach. I want to be a head coach. So. Sure what's the best route talk to some people you know I'm gonna have to take a step back and and that's what I did I took a step back to Windsor and then after two great seasons in Windsor you know w- you know we won the West both seasons and, and really had some good good moments uh, you know I interviewed for a couple head coaching positions in the National League and and after the interviews were done and, and I obviously d- didn't get the jobs I I, I touched back with the, those guys and they just said you know you know you need more experience you got to get back up to the NHL so sure. Uh, Connie gave me this great opportunity, and, and and here I am, and and hopefully, you know, and and I love Calgary, but uh, you know, I, I really want to move on and still be a head coach at some point here. Uh, I'm not going to be satisfied in an assistant coach, but but you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm loving Husk, and we're working together well. He's given me a real opportunity to to take full control of the power play, and uh, you feel a big part when he when he gives me that opportunity. So uh, we'll see how long it is, but obviously, I took that step back to be a head coach, and, and I'm still got my my eyes set on that.
1: How's the golf game?
2: You still uh, playing? The golf game is good, but no, I I, I, I shut her down there uh, after a couple of tournaments here in Calgary with the you know the start up for the 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 year at the year beginning of the year. But I got a bit of an elbow thing. I played five times a week this summer, so uh, five the elbow times a was week. a little bit sore, so I got a little bit of work done on it, and it's still <laughs> a little stiff shooting pucks, so you don't see me shooting out there too much. I'm just passing, but yeah, I love the game. Uh, my wife lets me play a ton. I say she lets me play because she does. She lets me get out, get out of the house early. and uh, It's a two-way street. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I really enjoy it, but uh, yeah, hopefully someday maybe I can do something with that, that as well. Okay,
1: I, so five days, a, what's the handicap? Five yeah. days a week, that's... So
2: actually this year... For the first time, long time, I got back to a plus. I was on the other side of the. Is that right? And, yeah, what? but I ended the year at like a. I think I'm a 1.3 exactly right now in the book, So
0: really, yeah. that's quality. Where have you played in Calgary? Where you get I've, played have you? I've played everywhere. I played okay. everywhere. Yeah,
2: um, the one I missed out on was a Calgary Country Club. I had an invite, but uh, we ended up doing a little little work that day in the office, so I didn't play okay. there. But I've played every other place and. Some good tracks there. Um, yeah, it's really good golf, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. and I like to get back out. Uh, hopefully, late, late uh, uh, spring here before uh, we make it make a change. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, Uh We got. I got to ask you quick. I know we'll let you go right away, but um, the sticks in I, like I love, I love the. You got like the skill stick going still. I love yeah. it, it, take me through these tape jobs. It looks like you got a couple different versions going there.
2: Yeah, I, I uh, yesterday was Ovechkin, so the goalies can get a look at it. That was my my ploy, but again, oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, oh, I like that. Yeah, uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I just something I've always done. You know, I I've got my gamer that, you know, that yep. I use my own tape job, but it just keeps it fresh for me. And I see a tape job, you know, maybe I'm playing against a team, or, you know, back in the day and then I would just go and practice and, and try it out. So that's kinda how it started and then once you do that you realize geez I got 4.2 million tape jobs in my head that I can go with so hey let's start a channel but yeah no it was uh it was a lot of fun when I did it uh you know and I and I raised some money for concussion awareness to start a little project 91 within that channel on YouTube and that's awesome uh, yeah it was a lot of fun and uh the guys joke around still who who you got today because sometimes they don't know who it is but uh yeah I'll keep doing it but uh game day usually i just go with my own tape job even though i'm a coach so it's a lot of fun that's awesome i love that just love it eh
0: well and the guys like a lot of guys that's pretty rare though to switch up tape like some guys are pretty stuck on tape right like that's a big deal to switch a even going from black to white tape. Oh, might be. it is!
2: It is. It's boring though. I think yeah. it's boring if the guy keeps going out with the same tape job every day. So uh, maybe they'll catch on and switch it up. But at, at game time, go with, go with the one that got you there.
0: Love it, love it. Uh, one last one from from me. Anyway, I just want to ask you about. I thought I heard a good story about this. Your first NHL game was it? it was it MSG? Was your yes, first? Yes, it was MSG. What do you remember about that day?
2: Uh, is it the is it the afterwards or during the game well
0: I just now I want to just, just take me through a day in, in New York and wow, ready for a game
2: okay. yeah so obviously we practice in Rye New York so yeah uh, and I lived there when you were younger there you had to live in Rye he would the, the GM was Neil Smith and I guess ownership I don't know who it was but they wouldn't let young guys live downtown probably good reason yeah, for that probably fair yeah. yeah so I lived in Rye New York so make it I made it down the game I think we we're playing LA that night um and it was our first game. And, you know, obviously, fans, family, everybody's in town. Um, so we play the game. And that was the, the, the year that that in the crease, like, was, like, you know, just oh, the even toe. the toe of your foot oh, yeah, could be brutal. in the crease. So we're down 2-1, uh, face-off in their zone. And I had a great, a great preseason um, training camp that year. And so I was scoring goals. So they put me out there. It was about, like, a, I don't know, let's say 49 seconds left. Um, face-off in their zone. Puck comes over to me back door and I put it in and I'm selling and jumping around and oh no so they go to the video review and Pat Lafontaine like I'm I'm talking like toenail in the <laughs> crease oh so no goal oh, uh, what a what a torturous event so anyway we end up scoring to tie the game I I don't know if we won or lost in overtime but uh after the game you know upsetting you know just just thought I had my first one already. But but the the bigger story is we get in the car, I got my mom, my dad, and and, uh, I think my girlfriend at the time. And and anyway, we got family. I get so lost getting out of New York. It was wild. (laughs) That finally, like, we all tapped out. It it was like 45 minutes of we had no idea where we are. Ended up in a bad area. Found a policeman, threw the card at him. Listen, I'm with the. He put the sirens, took me right out of Manhattan. So it was was awesome. So that was the way the night ended. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so you still get the big
1: league experience <laughs> yeah, out of that yeah. night, which exactly. is Exactly, yeah, <laughs> it was excellent. So. Love it. Yeah. That's great. Hey, Mark, thanks so much for your time. Or is it savvy? Like, what should we be calling yeah. you? Are we on nickname? Well, I'm savvy basis with at this everybody. Time? So yeah, nickname. Yeah, let's I, do I,
2: I, I'm easy. Yeah, that sounds right. good.
1: Well, thank you so much for your time, Damn. and uh, enjoy the rest of the off day here in Buffalo. Yeah, <laughs>
2: I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Thank you. <laughs>